Welcome to episode five of Jim Rome's Big Head Bets. I am Jim Rome, and he is the big head, James Kelly. Like, dude, as if your dome couldn't get any bigger than it already was. You had an insane weekend in week four, going five, one, and one against the spread. Damn, dude, how you feeling about you right about now? I'm feeling uh, very, very good about myself, Jim. I just do not want to get humbled here, so I'm going to try my ass off not to do so. But I feel great. Yeah, you should. 5-1-1 one, and one against the spread. I'm mm-hmm. not even sure that I should be calling this thing Jim Rome's Big Head Bets. I probably should rename it after that week that you just had James Kelly's Big Head Bets with occasional appearances by Jim Rome. Or, or not at all. Or just Big Head. Or Big Head talks shit, butchers the English language, and gets paid. How's that sound? That's actually a great name. I like that last one better. You yeah. like that? Big head talks shit, shit butchers right the English language, and gets paid. All right. Mm-hmm. So are you ready to do this? Hell yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. Vikings minus seven. And listen, the lines that I have in front of me are the lines that I had in front of me last night. So if, in fact, it's changed, let me know. Mm-hmm. Vikings minus seven versus Chicago. I know you never want to talk about your, quote, system mm-hmm. or divulge anything about it, but I think I'm on to you, head. I'm willing to bet that when you feed the Bears into your, quote, system, the system spits out ass, cereal ass. That's what I think of your system. Take that for data. All right, I bet. I bet Mm -hmm. you cannot wait to take the Vikes and lay the touchdown against the hapless Bears. Am I right? Yep, that's it. And you're right. Uh, That system spits out cereal and historical ass for these Bears, Jim. And, of course, I'm taking the Vikes and laying that seven at home. Biggest worry is travel issues right now with the Vikings coming from London. Normally, you have a bye after that game. Teams who don't take the bye are two and three the following week. But it's the Bears that they're playing. It's not Coach Pennis bad, Jim, but because Matt Everflus could coach, and that's the only reason they are 500 right now, the numbers are Can you back that up for those who don't understand? Who, Who or what is Coach Pennis? Uh, Alvin's got it in the background. Matthew Nagy. Best sound ever right there, Dude, Jim. Dude, it's, it's peanuts. He didn't say, buy me some penis. I think he said penis. And cracker jacks. Anyways. Anyway. Yes. This team um, plays harder, but the numbers are actually truly ugly. They're allowing the most rushing yards per game in the NFL at 183 yards per contest. They can't throw the football. They are averaging 97.5 yards per game through the air. Last year, the Saints were the NFL's worst in passing, and they about doubled what the Bears are putting out, out there. St. Louis, what was that for, Alvin? Damn it. <laughs> I love this uh, podcast. Uh, anyways, Justin Fields, he has zero time. He's getting sacked. Dude, you're 19. damn near illiterate. How do you? How can you go five one and one? I don't know. I mean, Did you even graduate high school? Talking. All right, go okay. ahead. Barely summer school, man. Summer school, but barely every I summer. Got, yeah. So I got this number: nineteen point three percent of the time he uh, attempts to throw, he's getting sacked, dude. That is your historic and serious ass right there. <laughs> now they can run the Cereal football. Ass. They have the fourth best average per rushing attempt at five point two yards in the NFL. So the Vikes need a big day from that run defense. Their run defense is very, very good. But pick your poison for Vikes on offense. They could run the ball or find Justin Jefferson going up against a banged up secondary that's full of rookies. Add the fact that the Bears are one in eleven in their last twelve games against the spread versus a team with a winning home record. Vikes minus seven at mm, home. You're pretty emphatic. You know, I want to say this. 
Like the Mike Zimmer Vikings were pretty infuriating to me because if I bet them, I lost. If yes. I bet against them, I lost. I don't even know how to explain it. So I don't even know why I'm bothering playing this. But this crew so far is a little bit better. It just seems to me there is so little to like about the Bears. Like, here's an idea. Why don't we draft Justin Fields and do everything we can to make sure that we cannot protect him, we do not surround him with any weapons whatsoever, <laughs> and then we make damn sure we send the entire world the message that we do not trust him. Oh, and make sure that we do everything possible to keep his quarterback rating under 60 for the year. No, I do not love the Vikings, but I pretty much hate the Bears. I'm going to play the Vikings and lay the points. There you go. All right, Eagles at Arizona. Now, you know, Head, as much as the Cardinals have been a guilty pleasure of mine the last few years, Mm -hmm. you know I love the Eagles. You Mm -hmm. know I'm riding with Philadelphia right now. You know I have dreams of showing up for another Eagles parade and trying to climb streetlights that are greased with Crisco and slamming horse shit sandwiches. What I'm saying is I want to be a Philly fan. I want to boo Santa Claus. Mm. and boo Mike Schmidt and throw batteries at people. Can you tell which mm. way I'm leaning? Mm. Who you got, Head? I love Philly fan too, Jim, but upset Philly fan is pretty funny as well, like the dude catching babies out of that uh, burning building that one time. Oh, that's yeah. right. He was assisting people down. My man just started throwing babies out the window. We was catching them, unlike Aguilar and his mishaps. I like to put that out there. Dude, that's <laughs> incredible. Cool. That is incredible. That's Jameis Gold, but 10 times better. I think that's the best soundbite I've ever heard in my life. So uh, I'm going with them anyways. Philly minus five. Two opposites here. The Eagles lead the NFL in sacks, averaging four per game, while the Cards are 32nd in sacking the opposing quarterback once a game. And if Kyler is under pressure in non-blitz situations, he's about the worst, and that Eagle front four can create pressure without help. Jalen Hurts, he's been awesome. He's been unreal in under-pressure situations and a clean pocket. The Eagles run the football more than anyone in the NFL. When teams sell out, Jalen is beating them over the top. He has the highest average per pass attempt in the NFL right now, 9.1 yards Mm. on that number right there. And the Cardinals Mm. corner outside of uh, Byron Murphy, they're not good, so expect Brown and Smith to have big games himself. The interesting thing, though, as good as the Eagles are at 4-0, they are slow starters like the Cardinals. Arizona hasn't scored in the first quarter this season. The Eagles have only one touchdown themselves in the first quarter, so that's not good. But against the spread numbers, Jim, the Cards are 0-7 in their last seven home games against the spread. Eagles minus five. Ouch, that's not a good number. Now, you know I like my guys in the desert, but this is business, and I do love the Eagles. I love them on both sides of the ball. I love what I've seen from Jalen Hurts. I love that he's got Mm -hmm. three dangerous dudes' head that he can get it to. I love that Miles Sanders is healthy and he's beasting. The only thing that I don't love, and I'm surprised you didn't mention this, our dude Darius Slay may not be right, but they are the last unbeaten team in the league for a reason, and it says they will be... By weekend's end, I'm going to lay the five as well. All right, so what about this one? Really interesting matchup in Baltimore where the Ravens try to bounce back from Buffalo kicking them in the stick. Mm-hmm. Dude, are you so pissed that I said that instead you of you? Just, yes. I did ahead. take that from yes. you. I did rip that just from you. Sideswipe. Kicking yeah. the stick. So your dude Joe Burrow comes to town. And he's getting points. I know you, Head. I know what you like. You like making money, talking shit, washing dogs, and Joe Burrow. And if you can get points and Burrow, I know you. You're doing that every damn time. Am I right? 
Yes, you are. Joe Cool plus three right here, Jim. I'm doing it, man. Baltimore's defense has given up an NFL worst 1,261 yards through the air, and Joe smoked these guys with an even shittier line last year to the tune of 41 points each game they played. In the last two games for Joe here, playing against uh, teams that don't have T.J. Water, Micah Parsons lining up on the opposite side, he has completed 64% of his passes, thrown for 562 yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions, and I'm still waiting for that full burrow to chase magic to start taking place. Let's hope it does Sunday night. On defense for Cincy, Baltimore is averaging 5.4 yards per rush. The Bengals' run D is stout, though, We're and they are also side. great on third down. The red zone dynamic, it might come down here. The Ravens' offense versus the Bengals' defense, uh, it could be the difference. Baltimore averages the third most touchdowns in football, and Cincy allows the second fewest. Against the spread, the Bengals are so freaking hot, it's a little bit scary here. 9-1 and one in their last 10 v. the AFC, 6-1 and one in their last 7 road games, 10-2 and two in their last 12 overall. Baltimore has one notable trend. They are 5-0 and oh in their last 5 games following a loss against the spread, so they bounce back. But let's hope Joe Cool gets this done, plus 3. I think that's really interesting what you just said. Baltimore does do well when they have to bounce back against the spread. But more importantly, I mentioned washing dogs. For those who do not know, you have a dog washing service, don't you, Head? I do, but it's not connected up yet. It's part of my car wash. We're still working on it. We're going to get that. I think it's 2023 now. It's part of a car wash. Wait, what? Let yes. me ask you, do you also charge people to come and pick up their dog shit for them as well? <laughs> If they start pooping on my property, I will. God, if they start decaying it all over, yeah. The NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We are talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just 5 bucks on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Sunday, Cincinnati at Baltimore. And to make things even spicier, you can throw down on stepped up same game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use the promo code BIGBETS to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code BIGBETS. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply. See show notes for details. <laughs> anyway, I've got to think given last week's disastrous come from a head tank job against the Bills, the Ravens bounce back at home, right? Like, no no way Lamar Jackson is that bad two Jackson? weeks in a row. No way the Bengals erased Mark Andrews the way the Buffalo Bills did. No way John Harbaugh he finds a way to mess up that game and have it blow up in his face the way it did. No way, no way, no way. Actually, yes way. I'm like you. Like, this pod's not nearly as fun when we pick the same shit, but right. I happen to see it the same way. I trust Joe Burrow more than I trust anybody else on that field, and it's always going to be Burrow and those three studs. I'm always going to take Burrow and those three studs over any secondary, and I've got to think that Joe Mixon is going to get it going at some point. I love the value. I love the fact that the Bengals' O-line is doing a much better job this year than last year protecting this guy 
Bengals plus three. I'm with you. Beautiful. All right, Head, what do we do here? You and I both got burned badly taking the Packers and laying big points last week. Never mind covering, Head. They had to go to the very last play of overtime just to win that game. Mm -hmm. And now we're faced with a similar situation as they go to London and they are big-time favorites over the Giants. What is the number? And are you going to ride with Green Bay after they did us all wrong last week? Yeah, I'm giving them the opportunity to fuck me over again here, Jim. I'm going to go Packers minus eight. Come on, Green Bay. Let's do this. The Giants are going to try and run the football. Only the Lions average more yards per rush attempt than New York's 5.7 yards. They ran for 262 yards last week against the Bears. Saquon Barkley leads the NFL in rushing. And the Packers right now are one of the worst in the NFL in stopping the run. Now, Green Bay does have the best third down defense in the NFL. And Danny Dimes, biggest asset is his mobility. But he has a jacked up ankle and horrible wideouts that are hurt and not playing. So I like that. This should be the Packers' get-right game on offense. If they can't get right against the Giants' defense, sound the alarm. But they should feast here, Jim. The New York Giants blitz more than anybody in the NFL, and that's not what you want to do against Aaron Rodgers. He will eat you up. Also, add the fact the Giants' secondary, they're shit. And they haven't had one interception all season long. Love Dude, that saying, part, saying that something is shit is not a take. Okay. That's not terrible. analytical enough. I'm not saying you're the most analytical guy there is, but just they're shit. But zero what, they interceptions in one of that? Zero interceptions a season would qualify. I mean, I'll, I'll that. accept their yeah. ass, but okay. they're shit. Ass. Ass secondary. Dude, right you, now, your analysis is getting worse as we go. Oh, they're, they're shit. They're ass. They're, wait, what's next? They're serial shit? They're historic shit? Well, speaking of their run, D, I mean, that's worse than the Green Bay, so that could qualify for that right there. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are going to run off is what I'm I'm talking about. They're going to run all the hell over them. All right, go ahead. Finish that thought. Uh, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, they'll run all over them. Credit to Brian Dayball and his staff. He could coach. I like him a lot, but they're short on talent. Packers minus eight. You know what? Great analysis until you started to just go off the reservation completely. But let me just say this for the G-men. For the G-men this year, they're Mm -hmm. not horrible. They're not embarrassing. Right. They're not annoying. And without that leader of men, Joe Judge, stomping around like he invented the game of football, there's no longer any need to root against these guys like back then. In fact, they're sort of fun. They're sort of likable. But then you remember who their quarterback is, Daniel Turnovers, mm-hmm. and he is really none of the above. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you something else he's not. He's not healthy. You made that point. And if you can't trust him when he is, how can you trust him when he's not? I know Saquon Barkley looks great, but unless he can sling it and then turn around and rush the passer as well, it's just not going to happen. I'm with you. I'm going to turn around and hope that the Packers do handle their business and do not jam us the way they did last week. I will lay the points, and I'll take the Packers. Dude, you and I are on the same page on everything so far. No, sir. Let's see. Cowboys. Coming here to L.A. to play the Rams, who look nothing like the defending Super Bowl champs. Never mind hungover. The Rams still look shit-faced. Yeah, I know. Bitter much, Rome? Yes. Yes, I am. Never mind the Rams. I felt like I was the one who got punched in the face by the Niners last week. Frisco did to them what Bobby Wagner did to that pink smoke bomb carrying kook who got on the field. So I'll admit it. I'm not in the best headspace right now. You got over on me big, and the Rams let me down big. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about this one? 
Um, I feel great about the Rams because I keep betting against them, Jim. They're one and three against the spread this season, yeah, and I'm going to do the same exact off, thing yeah. here. Yeah. Cowboys plus five and a half is what the number uh, DraftKings has right now. The great Sean McVay's offense is anything but that right now. They rank 31st in yards per play in the NFL. Also, we've talked about it nearly every week on this podcast, it seems. How you beat Matthew Stafford is creating pressure without having to blitz. Teams like the Niners and Bills can dominate the trenches, and they've killed him. And outside of the 49ers right now, Micah Parsons and his Cowboys have the second-highest pressure rate in the NFL. Yes, Aaron Donald might be the best defensive player ever. He's still playing at a high level, but they're missing Von Miller's presence badly. They have the second-lowest quarterback hurry rate in the NFL after the fail clowns. Cooper Rush. Should have time. He's going to have to let it fly a little bit more. This Rams defense, uh, outside of Jalen Ramsey, they have problems in the secondary. He's going to have some uh, favorable matchups right here. Cowboys plus five and a half. Dude, you've done your work. You're on it this week. I like that. Let me tell you something. I That's never thought I was I'd late say this. for work today. Sorry about that. Yeah, that, that, your attitude today was terrible <laughs> during the day, but you're showing up nicely for okay. this. I like it, okay? okay? Okay. Let me tell you something. I never thought that I would say this, but not only do I trust Jared Goff more mm-hmm. than I do Matt Stafford right now, I trust Cooper Rush more than I do Matt Stafford right now. Stafford is turning into Daniel Jones mm. right before our very eyes, except... He can't run it like Daniel turnovers can when his ankle is not jacked up. But at least Stafford doesn't lock in exclusively on Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby every single game. Yes, he does. He targets these two dudes like 20 times each game, and everybody knows it. I mean, can you imagine, Head, me having to tell Sean McVay, hey, coach him up, Sean, against the big fella, Mike McCarthy. Crazy, right? But coach him up, Shawnee. Oh, and memo to Dak Prescott. If I saw Cooper Rush balling the way he is, I would be rushing back as well, Dak, except nobody is asking you to do so. Rush has got this. I am going to take the Cowboys and the points as well. So, I'm telling you, dude, you and I, exact same page on every game so far. Niners. Minus six and a half against the Panthers. So much to like about the Niners coming off that win over the Rams and almost nothing to like about the Panthers right now. Again, Head, I know you. I know you love all things lobster, namely the lobster senior, Mike Shanahan, and lobster junior, Kyle Shanahan. Geniuses both. I know you love those guys. And I know you pretty much hate all things Baker Mayfield and the vest, Matt Rule. I would ask you how you're playing this, but I already know. So just say what you're going to say and get it over with. Dude, uh, speaking of my guys, did you see Bob Griffin's comments about them and the Lobster's coaching staff in Washington earlier this week? No. Yeah. Uh, You know the coaching staff of Lobster, Lobster Jr., Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur, and Mike McDaniel? That's a been a trendsetter for the entire generation of football old bob said they just weren't ready to win back in the day about dk mudcalf myself when i saw that shit i'm like See, dude the, the, the reason i said there. hey head mm-hmm. of course i saw it they pay me to see things like that i said that i didn't see it in the hopes that i would discourage you saying something stupid like i almost dk mudcalf myself oh i did dude this guy is just talking stupid anyways this Diarrhea. game right here how about that i'll go to that Ugh. Statistically, the Panthers had the worst offense in football. Do whatever in terms the hell of you're going to do, but just do it quickly, all right? I'll hurry up right here. The Niners had the best you hit team that with in some terms emodium, of man. Have some what? I said hit that with some emodium. 
Uh, I might have to in a state. second here. Uh, Niners defense, in terms of yardage, allowed Sorry, the they allow the fewest yards with cash. Buffalo than anybody right now. It's a Baker problem in Carolina for the most part. He ranks 33rd out of 33rd quarterbacks ranked by pro football focus right now, Jim. I just don't need him being pulled and getting a P.J. Walker spark to hurt this thing. My big concern, short turnaround for the Niners flying across the country after that Monday night game, and the Panthers' D is their best offense right now. They've scored a TD in each of the last two games. They should have an advantage against the Niners' banged-up line in the trenches, and this is where Jimmy G usually struggles against this kind of pressure. But against the spread numbers, they are a massive uh, favor for Frisco right here. They are seven Seven and one in their last eight games via the uh, NFC, and the Panthers are playing with that historic ass you mentioned earlier with rule in the spread. Get these numbers: they are three and fifteen in their last eighteen games overall, one and seven in their last eight versus the NFC, and zero oh and seven in their last seven against a team with a losing road record. Let's go with the Niners here, minus six and a half. God, those numbers are horrible, dude. Like, I, I don't even know why I would waste my breath on this, so I'm going to keep this very short and very sweet. Debo Samuel is a GD stud, yes. and Nick Bosa is going to murder my man Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Bosa and his crew damn near killed Matt Stafford last week, and I've defended Baker longer than anybody on the planet, but this is going to go really badly for him <laughs> and them. Frisco, and if it's only six and a half, I will happily lay those points. Did you know that a fire department responds to a fire every 23 seconds? October is Fire Prevention Month, and we have teamed up once again with First Alert, the most trusted brand in fire safety to help protect your entire home with safety that you know you can trust. Smoke and carbon monoxide alarms help provide an early warning in the event of a home emergency. Having enough First Alert smoking carbon monoxide alarms is one of the very best things that you can do for your home and your family. So install alarms on every level and in every bedroom of your home. Then, once the alarms are installed, it is important to maintain them by testing them with regularity. Remember, alarms do not last forever, and they do need to be replaced at least every 10 years. If you can't remember the last time you replaced your alarm, it is best to replace the unit completely. And along with alarms, fire extinguishers are essential. Make sure to place fire extinguishers on every level and in common spaces like the kitchen, and be sure you know how to use them. For more information on fire safety products, safety tips, and educational activities that you can do at the home with your family, go to firstalert.com slash fire prevention month all right so head i'm Mm -hmm. not gonna lie to you browns plus two and a half versus chargers is almost too tough to call i almost thought about skipping this one altogether for that reason like i'm having that much trouble with this game but Mm -hmm. that would be very punk of me and it's way too good of a game just to ignore as tough as it is so we've got to do this thing Browns are home dogs. Do you want them and the points? Yeah, I do. Uh, two and a half points here. I'll take the Browns. Cleveland should be four and zero, oh, Jim, but they can't stop mud calfing the bed. Sorry, that's the last one. I want to throw that one out there. Are you done with that, dude? Dude, never. It's so good. Anyway, it's really not. Oh man, it's so funny. If you were in third grade, there you go. Thank you, Alvin. Last week. Wow. Angry Arthur Smith and his Falcons ran. Did for you like this podcast? Gym. Because I don't think there's going to be an episode six. <laughs> I better you... win my games or I'm fired. Exactly. 
Hey, dude, I'm not putting in this time so you can make diarrhea jokes. Can you just pick games? Yeah, I could just pick games here, man. The Falcons, on, man. Yeah. yeah. They ran for 202 yards against Joe Woods' defense. The good news, though, they should get Miles Garrett back, and the Chargers can't run the football at all. They average an NFL worst 64.5 yards per game, and the Browns can run the hell out of the football. They average 187 yards a game, and the Bolts run D. It's better than last season, but that's where you want to attack them. The Browns also eat clock. They average an NFL best three minutes and 29 seconds per drive. Justin Herbert is also still hurting, and it looks like no Keenan Allen against a really, really good secondary in Cleveland. Let's go with the home dog here, Browns plus two and a half. You see, that's, this is the problem I'm having. Like, he, Justin Herbert, first of all, he looked pretty damn good last week, didn't he? Yeah. He what did. are you, a doctor now? Yeah, Houston. Yeah. So the thing is, what kind of a pod would this be if we chose all seven games the same way? <laughs> so I'm going to ride with my guys who are right down the street from where I am right now. I agree. Nick Chubb scares the hell out of me. He's having an amazing year. Kareem Hunt is running extremely angry, stiff-arming people, pushing them through the center of the earth. I'm also concerned about Keenan Allen, whether or not he's going to be there. But... Justin Herbert did look great. He and Mike Williams are on the same page. Austin Eckler is breaking out. I am going to bet that the Bolts are going to pick me up, just like those dudes formerly known as America's team. Let me down. I will take L.A. I will lay the points on the road, but I'm nervous as hell about it. I just know that you and I cannot be on the same side for all seven games. All right, Head, Mm -hmm. run it back before I go to the pro football doc. Who you got this week? Run it back. And right, by the clones, way, don't go tail. so fast that they don't get it, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Tail or fade us, clones. Tail or fade us here. Packers, minus eight, be the Giants. The Vikings, minus seven at home against Chicago. Eagles, minus five at Arizona. The Cincinnati Bengals at Baltimore, plus three. Niners at Carolina, minus six and a half. Cowboys, plus five and a half at Los Angeles Rams. Browns, home dog, plus two and a half against the Los Angeles Chargers. Have you ever experienced the flavor of actual live fire cooking? We're not talking about a fire pit in the backyard. This is about the big green egg, the ultimate cooking experience. An egg is the most versatile grill you will ever own. You can grill, roast, smoke, sear, and even bake. No joke. Try a pizza on the egg. It is incredible. Stop wasting money on grills that you replace every few years. We've all been there and done that. Forget the pellets and the knockoffs too. Listen to me. Roll with an authentic big green egg, a ceramic marvel backed by a lifetime warranty. It is simple to light, easy to use, and it works without a power source. There's no need to plug it in. With the playoffs and holidays approaching, you cannot beat a smoked turkey on an egg. It also makes an amazing gift, and they have two models that are perfect for tailgating. The best part is you can have it delivered to your house for free from a local dealer in your community. You heard me. Shop online at BigGreenEgg.com and have it sent to your house for free. That's BigGreenEgg.com, and you will thank me later. 
Big head. James Kelly, nice job. Tough to top what you did last week, but give it a shot. Let's get down. Let's get paid. And now joining us to give you some additional angles and insight and data and info is the pro football doc himself, Dr. David Chow, former team doctor for the Chargers and the man behind the growing empire. That is Sports Injury Central. Remember, I am an investor and I'm on the advisory board there as well. Doc, what's up? How you feeling? Great to have you back. Doing well, doing well. As we get into week five, the injuries start to pile up a little bit. So even more to talk about. No, you're exactly right. I can't believe we're in week five already. So let's just jump into it. What about tonight's game? Hate to say it, Doc, but it looks like one of those old kind of garbage color rush games, Colts versus Broncos, not the sexiest matchup. And then you factor in how busted up guys are. If they're not paying me, Doc, I might not even watch it. But the question is, and you'll give me more of a reason to do so, what does the SIC data say about tonight's matchup? Well, in a short week, injuries get amplified because you don't have time to install different game plans. Of course, both number one running backs are out for both teams. Randy Gregory's out, Shaquille Leonard is out, so two key linebackers. But overall, the Colts are the healthier squad going in. You know, Russell Wilson will play with his shoulder issue, but they have some offensive line issues. So I think our uh, six-score differential of six, normally six points here gets amplified a little bit. And I think the number's even creeping up to three and a half. So, uh, you know, the, the Colts uh, plus three and a half in a close game might be the way to go based on injuries and the short week. It's that's so interesting. Like, for instance, when the big head and I go separate ways, yeah, I usually don't sweat that too much. I was actually leaning the other way until you said that. And now that you said that, it makes me wonder about that. That's what the sick data is saying. Hey, Doc, let me ask you something. Like, there's nothing that you haven't seen in the way of injuries in the NFL on the field. That said, I'm curious, how scary was it for you to see Tua take that shot last week and react the way he did physically on the field? And then what's the latest regarding potential changes to the concussion protocol? Well, look, I don't mean to be jaded. I've seen it all. What scares me is spinal cord injury. When Ryan Shazier went down, I had a pit in my stomach, when, you know, a couple years ago. Tua, it looked scary with the posturing, the fingers, the wrists, and the elbows. That is, I guess you could call it mini seizure. That's not exactly the right term after the head trauma. But we've seen that before. We saw it last year with Donald Parnum, the Chargers tight end in week 15. And people usually do well and recover from that. I'm not poo-pooing concussions. I'm not poo-pooing CTE. But that wasn't a neck paralysis, oh, my God, injury. Of course, it was significant head trauma. So uh, being a little jaded, having been there, seeing that, I don't think I was as alarmed as the rest of the country. Of course, you have to be very careful. And if you really believe Tua had a second concussion within four days from the Sunday before to Thursday, he's already ruled out this week. He's going to miss the entire month of October if you believe it was two concussions. That sort of is the rule of thumb in terms of uh, what's out there. As far as concussion protocols, Look, it's very tough. It's very tough to get it right. You protect the player w uh, from getting hurt more with a concussion, and they're mad at you because you took them out of play too early, but you actually did the right thing. You take a, a guy out of play too late, and there's a lot of criticism. So it's a very tough job. But I think it's pretty simple. If it's when in doubt, leave them out. 
why can't you just have a unanimous decision between the UNC unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant and the team physician in order to return? And uh, the bottom line is uh, you're doing what you can, but until we change the attitude of players, I mean, today, I think, or yesterday, Joe Burrow talked about how he didn't remember second house of games and didn't tell anybody. Alex Smith recounted recently playing through his game before he reported his concussion the next day. Until we change the attitude, a lot of the concussion assessment is based on honesty from the patient, from the player. And I'm not trying to blame anyone. They're in the heat of battle and you're trying to do your best. It is a very hard job and it will always be second guessed, which is why I tell the NFL, why don't you let the unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant talk to a pool reporter like the head referee talks to a pool reporter after games to try and clear up some of the controversy. Hey, Doc, I want to get to the information. First of all, I really appreciate that response. Like, so much so that I want to follow you up on that. I know the listeners want more information to help pick the games, but that point you just made, I want to ask you about can you see that changing anytime soon? Like, if it's hammered into these guys from day one that availability is your best ability and it's within the culture, is that going to change anytime soon? Players are always going to want to play, right? Yeah, and and look, it is the doctor's job to sort of see that. That's why you want the team physician involved. You know their affect. You know what they're like normally. You can't have a stranger do this uh, evaluation, a complete stranger. It helps to know the players. But, yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, uh, it's it's still a a man's macho man sport. And, you know, there's a – you you look at how Alex Smith and Joe Burrow talk about it, and you see what their attitude is. It's very difficult to change. And it's going to continue to take time. And I'm not being critical of Alex Smith or uh, Joe Burrow. They're just the most recent examples of it. All right. So, Doc, before you go, what are some of the other matchups or props that you and your staff are looking at or keeping an eye on this weekend? Well, you know, there's a lot going on here. Our biggest mismatch of the week in terms of six score is the Bengals over the Ravens. I mean, that's like 18 points. So that's huge. We've been saying all season the Ravens have been injured, but especially their defense. And what do we hear this week? Oh, the Ravens have given up the most passing yards in the league so far. Well, that's because Marlon Humphrey growing. He is getting better. Marcus Peter coming off ACL. He's not fully getting better. There's sideline arguments and there's cracks in that defense. Look, Daniel Jones may head to play, but if there's a uh, in uh, London, but if there's a rushing prop with that high ankle, I mean, hopefully it's it's at his normal levels. He's been running for a lot of yards recently. There's no way that he can hit that. That prop isn't even up yet. The Cowboys and the Rams, offensively, a lot of issues. That might be an under situation. The Rams with their offensive line issues, et cetera. Obviously, Cooper Rush is playing, no Dak Prescott. The Giants going back to that game against Green Bay in London. Even if Daniel Jones plays, who's he going to throw to? You know, Kenny Galladay hasn't done much, has an MCL and is out. Sterling Shepard tore his ACL. Kadarius Toney is still hampered. There's not a lot there. There's Saquon, but there's not a lot there for the Giants. So if you go to Sports Injury Central, SixScore.com, the SixScore tab, you'll see all the information. And uh, I advocate using it as a tool to make your decisions better. Look, if you like the side and, and the health is with you, maybe you get down two units or more. If you, if you like a side and the health is against you, Maybe you only go half a unit or adjust what you're doing. You like a prop, check it out. Fantasy players even. You know, if you're trying to decide between two running backs, last week our biggest call was what? Take Atlanta because 
four out of the front seven of the Cleveland Browns are injured between D linemen and linebackers. And uh, who would have thought that Atlanta would outrush the, the Cleveland Browns, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt? They had 35 carries for 177 yards. Atlanta had 35 carries with a tandem of people, a trio of people, 35 carries for 202 yards and won the game outright, even they were get, though they were getting points. So that's kind of what we advocate doing. I love that, except I hate that. Like, to answer your question, who saw that coming? Who saw Atlanta outrushing Cleveland? I'll tell you who did not see that coming. Me, and I'm still pissed. Doc, outstanding information. Really appreciate it. And all the work at SICK. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend, and I will find you next week, Doc. Thanks, Jim. And that's it for Episode 5 of Jim Rome's Big Head Bets. As always, if you like what you hear, can you please hit subscribe and then hit us with a nice review. Now, if you hate what you hear, I get that. Some of you do. That's fine. Go ahead and fade us. Talk shit about us. And then hit us with a five-star review. And thank you very much for doing so. Have a tremendous weekend. And we will see you here next time on Jim Rome's Big Head Bets. Peace.